episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited you guys are here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insights about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm super excited for this week's episode because we're chatting with Sarah Dunn from Sarah Does SEO all about how wedding photographers can blog for Google traffic. And I am so excited Sarah's here because she is my own SEO coach and navigator throughout this whole thing. And she has really helped me and my sites improve. So I'm so thrilled she's here. So a little bit about Sarah is that Sarah is a wedding SEO consultant at sarahdoesseo.com. She helps wedding planners, photographers, venues, floors, and much more reach their rockstar status on Google. Sarah is a contributor to notable industry sites such as HoneyBook, Special Events, and Wicca. And I'm so excited she's here. This episode is chock full of nuggets and helpful tips and practices. And Sarah truly knows what she's talking about. And I can't wait for you guys to find out more about her. So a few things to announce before we begin. Tea with Janae has a shop. We launched our first online store and our brand new e-guide, the Marketing Jumpstart Guide for Wedding Photographers is live. It's all about 10 ways to market your wedding photography business. So I created this guide to help wedding photographers who are just starting out or they're a couple years in the business and they don't know where to start when they wanna promote their services. And this is the exact type of guide I wish I had when I started 10 years ago. So you guys are lucky, it's there for you now, and it's really great. It's full of tangible tips, uh, worksheets, um, projects, and things to do each month and every quarter to help you promote your business. So you can visit us at www.twjanae.com shop to grab a copy and find out more. Also, we're so close, you guys, to our goal of 20 reviews in 2020. So if after this episode, if you love it, could you swipe up on your phone in your Apple podcast platform and leave us a glowing five-star review? Um, It would mean so much to me and it will help new listeners find us. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate all the support. Also, don't forget to visit us at www.tvjanae.com. You can read our latest blog posts, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. I hope to see you guys in there. All right, you guys, let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have an incredible guest today. Sarah, can you say hi? Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I am so glad to be here, and I'm a listener of your podcast, so it's great to actually get to be a guest. Yeah, I'm so thrilled, and you are my SEO coach, so I'm excited to have you on the show for everyone to find out more about you and your services, and I'm excited for this topic. So let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your business, and how you got started. Sure. Um, So 
my business, I just call sarahdoesseo.com because when I was getting started offering this service, I was like, I don't know what to call it, but I do SEO. So that's what it is. So um, I do search engine optimization for the wedding industry, which basically means helping wedding professionals get found on Google. And it's very fun for me because I get to help businesses that I love get a lot more exposure to their ideal clients who are already searching for them and what they do. So I work every single day with wedding photographers, planners, venues, florists, videographers, makeup artists, and use techniques to help them get in front of couples who are planning weddings. Yeah, that's awesome. And how did you get started? Like, did you go to school for this or did you just learn it? What did you do? I didn't actually. I actually uh, ran a small digital agency for about five years. So I started out making websites and I did a lot of work just in my local area here in Southwest Michigan. So helping the local dentist make a website and an accounting firm and mortgage companies and those types of businesses. And it's interesting for me because a lot of people that serve the wedding industry are actually those who started in the wedding industry and then discovered something and now are helping others. And I actually came in from the outside because I saw that there was a need. I had a friend who was a wedding planner and she was having a ton of problems with Google. And since she knew that I did digital marketing, she was like, hey, can you help? And coming in from the outside, I was able to see there's a lot of people that are getting some bad um, search engine optimization advice and maybe learning tricks instead of best practices. So I've been able to bring in what I learned working with tons of other types of businesses. And I've been able to mold that to wedding business, small business, and really just teach the things that work and none of the things that don't work or don't apply to this industry. So I come from a website and technology background, which lets me really get into websites and dig deep and work on all the different platforms. So that's how I got started working and doing this kind of work. I love that. Yeah. Well, you've really helped me. So I'm so excited to talk about this because, you know, people, what they say? So we're going to talk about blogging and people say, you know, is blogging still important? <laughs> Should you still blog? Is blogging dead? And what, what are your thoughts about that? Oh, is blogging dead? Well, I'm so glad to talk about this with you, Janae, because I know you're just as much of a geek for it as I am. And totally. you've done such amazing work. Um, here's the reason so many people think blogging is dead, especially if they've been running a small business, a wedding business for a long time. Way back when people blogged more regularly, blogging was really the social platform. So when you put up a blog post, you would get 10 comments on that post right away. People would flock to it. They would read it. They'd comment. And you just felt like blogging was such the place to be. And behavior really has shifted. So you just don't see as many comments on blog posts anymore. You don't have people that subscribe via feed reader that would actually notify them every time you post a new blog post. And so the perception a lot of times can be, well, no one reads blogs anymore because mm -hmm. they don't engage on them as much. But that's actually not true. A lot of our engagement needs now are really met by our social media platforms that have risen in popularity after blogging. So even though people aren't commenting like they used to, that doesn't mean they're not visiting your website and looking through the post, getting information, learning about you, and possibly making more of a connection or even turning into a lead or a client. But 
the feeling is, well, blogging is dead because no one comments. So it feels like no one is there. And it's just not true. And I know this because I look at the analytics of websites every single day. And I can see the impact of posting a new blog post, that initial traffic when people are driven from you linking on your social media, like Facebook, and people clicking through from Facebook to that blog post and spending a minute, two minutes, three minutes looking through that post. So the interest is still there, even if that quick hit of adrenaline for you doesn't necessarily come because you're not looking at your stats. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I love that you said it. Our our adrenaline adrenaline rush or our instant gratification is gone, but the the viewer is still finding us and getting that information. I think that's a really good point. Yes. <laughs> that it's not about you, it's really about them. Yes. So I would challenge anyone who's feeling like blogging is dead, this isn't worth my time, no one's reading it. I would ask, when's the last time you actually went and looked at your website stats to see if that's actually the truth? So look through the last blog post you posted on the day or two after you posted it. How many people were actually driven to that post? And I think you'd be pretty surprised. Yeah, I love that. All right. So now that we all know that blogging is not dead (laughs) and it's super important, you know, how can wedding photographers blog for Google traffic? Yes. So this is one of those things that I love talking about because, again, I can see the impact of blogging. But again, it's not instant gratification. So blogging is such a great way for you over time to build up content on your website that continues to pay off in the long term. So you create a blog post and if you follow the right techniques, that post can actually rank on the first page of Google and bring you clicks to your website from visitors a year from now, two years from now. But it takes you doing the work if you want to get that long-term payoff. So I can also understand people, especially photographers as your audience, you're so visual, you're so creative, it doesn't sound fun to write, and then you're not getting instant gratification, and the payoff sometimes takes a long time. So I can understand why people aren't excited about it, um, but I do still really, really recommend it. So um, how you can blog for Google traffic. Um, There's two types of posts that I like to talk about that work really well for photographers. And the first one is, of course, informational type posts where you're actually providing helpful information or tips that your clients or prospective clients really need to know. So I call these helpful tips blog posts because they're just you sharing your knowledge. And these are great not only for Google, but also because it gives you a resource that you have a really high quality post written down and you can send it to your client when they have that question. So you're not Mm -hmm. emailing and answering the same question over and over. You can actually say, hey, I really went in depth on this on my blog. Here's a link to the post. And I had a friend, she sent me a message actually last week, and she said, you're going to love this. I said, ooh, okay, what? And she said, (laughs) that blog post I wrote two years ago about whether or not couples should do a first look, she did an amazing post. She actually interviewed some of her clients that had chosen to do one and shared their testimonials about it. So it's a beautiful piece of content. She said she had a prospective client email her, And they wanted to book. And she said, my husband didn't want to do a first look, 
but I found that blog post on your website and I showed it to him and now he's super into it. And I just wanted you to know, we really liked that post. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So those helpful tips blog posts can really help you to communicate with your clients. They can also help you communicate to Google because when you are sharing information about what you know and about your craft, you are cementing in Google's mind that you are a photographer. This is your area of expertise. You have a ton of content on your website that's about photography and about weddings. And so that makes it clearer to Google who you are and what you do. So those types of helpful tips blog posts are really important because they're helping you increase your time on site, provide more value, and possibly ranking for really important questions that people have. So that's the first type of post that you could consider writing for Google traffic. The second type is what everyone thinks of when I say, you know, you need to blog more, and that's the featured wedding blog post. So where you're actually taking a real wedding that you photographed and you're telling the story and you are summarizing that, showing off all of your images and sharing that work. So these are important too. And the reason, a couple reasons, um, the first one is this is your best opportunity to get in front of searchers who are doing venue related research. So they may be considering having a wedding at the venue you love photographing. And if they are on Google looking for images of weddings at that location, a featured wedding blog post is your best way to get in front of them. So writing that blog post and making sure to mention in the title what the venue was. So it's clear to Google this is a real wedding at Greenbrier Estate or whatever the venue name was. Right. So right. that featured wedding blog post is one of your best opportunities for Google traffic about venues. And the other reason those featured wedding posts are important are because this is your opportunity to also talk about how you do the work that you do. So I always like to make sure that wedding photographers think about this as they're writing real wedding blog posts. Too many wedding professionals write them as if they're a wedding blog. Like, what would Style Me Pretty say about this? Well, they would just tell the couple's story and talk about the details and and that kind of stuff. I want vendors to take it a step further and make sure if someone is reading that post, talk about a little bit of something that gives your personality or an impression of your expertise. So talk about how you found that amazing portrait location that had the beautiful willow tree and that you recommended that for the first look location. Or talk about why you love the venue and why the Different ballrooms provide so many opportunities for portraits. So this is a blog post on your website, and it is intended to sell for you. So talk a little bit about your contribution to the day in addition to the couple's story. And then you really are making a connection with someone who's on your website and enticing them to inquire with you and move forward. So right. that is what I would say for what photographers can blog for Google. So how can we set up our blog posts to be found on Google? So the number one thing that I think wedding vendors should do before they even write a blog post, if they want it to be found on Google, is to think about what search they would actually want it to be found for. So this is kind of doing a little bit of keyword research and just thinking about, okay, 
if I write this post, what might someone be searching for if they are going to find it? So for one of those helpful tips, maybe it's just a full question, like, should I do a first look? Um, if it is a featured wedding, it's probably going to be found for the name of the venue. So I want you to keep that in mind as you're writing and make sure that you are using that keyword that you're thinking about in a few places. Make sure that it's in the title of the post. So you've got the venue name in the title of your post. Make sure that you're making it really clear in the introduction what that post is about. So as quickly as you can, um, don't go on a long meandering story before you say something about this post is about if you should do a first look for your wedding. So put that topic real up close in the beginning and probably in the first paragraph of the blog post. Um, by the same token, put the venue name in a real wedding post in the first paragraph. Say something like, um, this was a beautiful fall day at this Greenbrier Estate wedding. So using that keyword in a strategic way at the beginning of the post. And making sure throughout the post that you're also keeping that topic in mind. So can you use that phrase naturally in alt text for images? Make sure that if you're talking about Greenbrier Estate, one of the photos that shows Greenbrier Estate has the venue name in the alt text. So that's getting a little more technical. If you don't know what alt text is, um, we can definitely link to my article about that in the show notes, um, but it's basically text that shows up if an image doesn't load, and that helps give Google some context about what that image is, because Google's just a robot. It can't look at an image and go, okay, I understand the topic of what this image shows. So make sure that you include your keyword phrase at least once in the image alt text on that post. So those are a few of the things that you can do if you really want that post to show up in Google is think about your keyword phrase, make sure that you're using it in the title and the first paragraph and at least once in the alt text. And I would say that's a, a simplified version of making sure that the post is optimized. Yeah, I love that. And, and also like wedding photographers, including myself, like we need to write more text, right? Like, yeah, so I write at least two or two to three paragraphs if I can. And I've been definitely taking your steps since we've been working together to like increase the text count. But you know, yes. what about the photographers are like, no, it's just the image. It's no text whatsoever. Are they, uh, are they doing, are they doing themselves a disservice? Yes. I'm really glad you brought up content and written content because if we think about Google, Google's just a robot and what it understands best is that written text when it can actually scan through the text, find keywords, understand what the post is about. So we find that blog posts with at least 300 words tend to rank better. Um, and the more written content you can write, the better. So if you're going after a really competitive venue or competitive keyword, you're going to need more written content to convince Google that that is a high quality, high authority post. And one thing that I think can be really helpful if you're not a writer and you're like, oh, I can't stand it when I have to sit down with a document and try to remember all the details about this wedding is actually to kind of go through the images you've selected and write paragraphs that are almost captions to different parts of the wedding. So when you sit down and just try to put text at the top of the post, yes, it can seem like too much text, it can seem boring, but 
you know, look through your photos of the ceremony. What would you say about that ceremony to explain what location was used, what the vibe was, any sort of special details about the ceremony? You know, I loved that um, the bride walked down the aisle with her grandmother, who was someone really special to her, um, or the couple had everyone show up 10 minutes early so they could have a drink before the ceremony. Um, you know, what, the, what was that detail about that particular part of the day? And that might help jog your memory. So don't just sit down with an empty screen, actually upload your photos into the blog post and then see if you can add more text throughout the post that actually kind of captions what's going on in those images throughout the day. Yeah, I love that. And a tip for uh, other photographers or industry people listening that I do is I, I ask my couple to tell me how they got engaged in their questionnaire again. Cause you know, they told me over the phone, yes. but I don't remember all the time. Sorry if you're listening, you know, I like, I, I write it down, but then I, I don't keep it in the notes like for my, in my CRM. Yes. So in the, questionnaires they will fill it out and they'll gush and that is basically your blog post written out because you've got all of the details of the wedding you know how they met you can talk about their love story and then you can talk about yourself too so it's like a good jumping point where you're not starting from scratch yes and I've actually had um, photographer clients who will email the couple after the wedding as well a few questions something along the lines of, hey, I'm so excited to share your wedding story on my website. And I'd love to have some information straight from you. Can you answer two or three of these questions that you're excited to answer? And then ask them things like, what was your favorite moment of the day? What really stands out in your mind? Why did you choose your venue? Um, Anything like that, that might help to tell the story of the day and they're writing it out for you. So you don't have to work that hard to make it sound unique if you're doing a lot of weddings and they're all blending together. Totally. Yeah. It's the copy and paste. You, you know, makes it, make it sound like your voice and then you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, even just quote them, put it all in yeah, quotes that's good. and say, this is what the bride said about this special moment at the reception. I love that. That's good. So what does Google like to see? I mean, realistically, in your expert advice, how many times... Should we blog a month or week or day? Like what, what is, you know, what, what should we do? So I think a lot of wedding vendors get really upset when they read SEO articles that say like, you need to blog every single week. And what I find in the wedding industry is that's not really necessary. And it's really too much. Nobody can keep up with that pace. You're a small business owner. Um, You've got a lot of other things going on. So blogging weekly, in my opinion, is totally unrealistic and not even necessary to rank well. I try to tell my clients, could you commit to blogging one time per month? And that's so much more than most of your competition will be blogging. And it would help you space things out a little bit so you can write during your off season and schedule those to actually post later um, when you're busier. So it tends to be a pretty good amount that's realistic and also will help a blog to rank. So once a month is generally my recommendation. I will say um, if you're able and you have time and you're someone newer whose website doesn't have a lot of existing content, you may want to push yourself to catch up a little bit because websites with more content on them tend to rank longer. So if you've only been in the business a couple years 
and you want to rank for a pretty competitive keyword, you might need to push out a little bit more content to beef up your site. And if you've got time and you can do it, I do recommend doing it more when your site is new. Okay. Well, that's good. And I think people, maybe if you, I want to break it down this way. If you can, if you only had to make 12 blog posts a year, could you do it? Yes. Right? I mean, it's, it's 12. It's 12 yes. posts a year. You guys could do that. It's easy. <laughs> I think so too. And actually, that's all I do on my own website. Oh. So when I first got started and I started SarahDoesSEO.com, I pushed myself to blog every other week. So I did two posts a month just to get more content out there. And, and so I had more of those helpful articles like, what do I do with my image file names? And what is image alt text? And then I kind of covered all the basics and my site started to rank pretty well. And I said, you know what? I think my time could actually be spent in other ways now. And I'm just going to do one time a month. So that's all I do too. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, it does work. That's good. And I think for me, um, how I blog is I do it in batch sessions. So I will, I have like on my calendar, I'll schedule like one Tuesday once a month and I, for three hours and I'll do a couple blog posts. So I find that actually doing them in a lump sum is, is more, is using my time more efficiently than worrying about yes. it every week. Like, oh, what am I going to do? Like if I've already done it, you know, <laughs> once a month, then I'm done. And if you're only yes. doing 12 posts, then once a month, you know, you guys are going to be ahead of the game. So yes. that's good. I think that's a, that's a great tip finding what works for you. I actually find I don't have enough creative energy to sit down and blog multiple posts at once. Um, each of my posts generally takes me a, a while also. Um, so I have found that I have a certain writing time every single week and I don't always stick to it. So it's not like <laughs> this is the gospel, but um, every Thursday morning blocked out on my calendar from seven to 10 AM is my writing time. And Usually three out of four weeks of the year, that time I really hold and make sure that I don't put other things in that space. And I do it first thing in the morning before anything else distracts me. And I knock out a blog post or a sales page or something that I need to write. So that's another option. If you're a ritual based person like I am, maybe you find a certain time on your calendar and you can block that out so that you can really prepare for it and kind of have a rhythm. I love that. That's good. So let's talk about the don'ts or the do not do's. Like, because I think we've given a lot of great tips or you've given a lot of great tips about what to do properly. What should people avoid when they're blogging? What should they not do? Yeah. Um, things not to do that. I mean, really doing blogging is better than not doing blogging. So I tried, there really aren't a lot of things that I'm like, Oh, you're going to sink your ship. <laughs> if, if you do this thing wrong. Um, so creating content is great. So I don't want to discourage anyone, but, um, one of the don'ts when blogging is something that we talked about earlier, which is putting up a blog post. That's all images with no words. So in my opinion, if you are blogging for Google purposes, that is not a blog post. Blog posts have to have written content. Um, and it is something that you can actually circle back to. So if for whatever reason, maybe you're someone that promises your clients you'll blog their wedding within a certain time frame afterward. And that's how you show them their initial preview of images. If you're super busy and don't have time at that moment to write a bunch of content and just want to post them, then go ahead but I recommend that you circle back and add written content later when you do have time. And that's totally fine to do, to update blog posts, add more to past posts, 
um, and change things, that's totally fine. But one, I would say the biggest do not do for blogging is to post something, consistently post without written content. Okay. Okay. And then I have a question. When we go back and we fill in old blog posts or something like we go back to it, does Google know that or how long does it take Google to, to figure that out? Yeah, it can take some time. So Google does index your site on a regular basis and depending on how often you're updating it. So if your site's been stale for about five years, Google's not going to check it very often for new changes. If you're someone that updates your site regularly, the Google bot knows that it needs to go back to you more often. So eventually Google will find that you've updated that post. If you want to actually notify Google that they should take another look and re-index it, you can use a tool called Google Search Console, and you can actually submit the URL for inspection. That's getting a little more technical, but that is generally what I do when I'm working on client sites and I make some pretty significant changes. I would go and submit that URL and request indexing of it. Yeah, you're speaking my language. I love all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So for our listeners, can you give any tips for them to blog faster? Like, are there any apps that you really like or, you know, tricks you like? Like, let's help them out a little. Yes. So if you're someone that's not great at writing, you hate it. One thing I love to do is actually dictate. So you can use a voice memo and use that as the start of your blog post. So if you tend to sit down at that empty document and you don't know what to type, what would you say to someone that asked you about this wedding afterward? Oh, I loved this couple. They were fabulous. They had a really cool family. You, if you're a talker, that's going to be a lot easier for you than writing. And then what you can do is you can either do an automatic voice to text transcription and then clean that up. Or you can have, if for some reason your transcription isn't very clean, you can have a service like rev.com actually do a human transcription of it. So it's a little bit cleaner and easier for you. Or you can take it to even the next level and send that transcription to a writer who can take what you just said and write out something that sounds a little bit more organized and coherent and do the work for you. So if you're not a writer and you're more of a talker, that's an option for you. Talk it out and use that to your advantage. Other tips to blog faster, I actually created a template and you can do this yourself, um, but create some prompts for yourself, questions that you can answer that pull out good information. So my blog template has questions like, what was your favorite moment of this wedding day? Yes, you as the vendor. So maybe it was really beautiful light at, at the golden hour. Answer that question. Um, Another question might be, why did the couple choose this venue? What was the overall vibe and the season? If you create some questions that tend to pull out unique answers, that's also something that's a lot easier than sitting down with just a blank document. So think about some questions that you can answer that get you rolling and help you create more unique content. So I'd say those are my two best tips for making blogging easier yeah, and that's faster. Awesome. And I guess a question I have, like if you make a template, no two weddings would ever really be the same, right? Like you might follow a template to get you started, but you could probably, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be like a generic bot. You would make it your own, right? 
Yeah. So I'm saying, you know, these are just templates of questions to ask, and then you're going to fill in unique answers because every wedding and every client is different. Um, and maybe you don't even post it in Q and a form in the final blog post, but you've answered some questions that actually help you to write paragraphs that are a little bit more interesting. So good. So do you have any resources? I know you mentioned before, we'll, we'll post something in the show notes, but do you have any resources that you can share with our listeners in case they need more help or they have more questions? Yes. So I'd love to share with you that fill in the blank blog template because it's super helpful. It's got, I think, 12 different questions on it. And generally my guideline when my clients fill it out and that when I write blogs for them is just answer seven to nine of the questions that resonate with you. And that's generally going to give you at least 300 words of content. So I'd love to share that with the listeners that you have some ideas there. Um, And if you really want to go in depth and learn about exactly how I optimize featured wedding blog posts, I do have a guide that I have for sale on my website that's all about my step-by-step process for optimizing blog posts. And that can be really helpful if you want to follow step-by-step and have that kind of Yeah, definitely. We'll link that. Everything will be in the show notes. Sarah, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, I really appreciate it. And I welcome anybody's questions. If you're stuck on blogging or don't know how to find the right keywords, I love answering those, especially through Instagram DM. So please feel free to send me a message. Yeah, let's tell everybody how they can uh, reach out to you, find out more about your services and say hello on Instagram. Absolutely. So um, I'm on Instagram at at Sarah does SEO. So that's S-A-R-A-D-O-E-S-S-E-O. And that's also my website address, sarahdoesseo.com. All right. And you guys can just click swipe up and click on the link and you can say hi to Sarah right now. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you, Janae. I'll talk to you soon. Hi, friends. I'm super excited to talk to you about my favorite new email marketing platform. It's called Flowdesk. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I like things to be easy, pretty, um, super friendly, and this platform is exactly what I needed to take my email marketing to the next level. So I joined a few months ago, and if you're on my email list, I hope you are, that's what you've been receiving over the last few months. They are beautiful templates, so easy to create, and the open rates are incredible. So I wanted to let you guys know about Flowdesk because I, if you sign up using my link, you can get in on their beta deal right now. And that deal is $19 a month forever, no matter how big your list gets, which is incredible because other service providers charge you for the amount of users that you have subscribed. So you guys got to check out Flowdesk. There's a link in the show notes. And I know you're going to love it. So enjoy and happy email marketing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that's it, you guys. Thanks so much for being here and listening to today's show. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to our guests. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your tips and tricks and invaluable advice. We love you guys. Be sure to check out all their links and information in the show notes. You can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on Instagram. If you're listening, take a screenshot, share it with your, um, in your Instagram stories, tag at Janae Kirshner and I'll share it in mine. Can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next cup of tea together. Bye. Thank you.